Hello's everyone, and welcome to another episode of Three Lodge Fries and One Breaded Pogo Wiener Stick. My name is Big Papa Sprite, and he these are some of my friends. I guess I'm Bobby. <laughs> I'm Emilio. I'm I'm the big Schmeet Nick. And I don't know what's going on, but I'm Amanda. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. I uh, love it. it was that was funny. Not <laughs> He's been working on that for like three weeks, everybody. I think he nailed it. It's pretty good. Every day in the shower. Every day in the shower. Every morning. Big Papa Sprite. (laughs) Is it it from something or you just, it comes to you in in an epiphany? Yeah, it came to me in an epiphany. (laughs) Nice. A message from God, right? Shower thought. Well, well, I'm sure we'll have disciples after that, man. That was crazy. That was powerful. Yeah. That made me want to get a pogo stick. Well, we got a pogo. I can just imagine sniper in the shower, like, okay, Christian, today's the day. They're gonna let you do it. Remember, we've been practicing this all month. You're a stand-up guy, and people love you. We're gonna do it. I can't be mean to you. You're Canadian. Talk about the Deckles wieners. thing was a fluke. <laughs> he's has, he has a, the whole thing scrolled on his wall. Uh, Riyadh moved out because he's obsessed about it. All right, so uh, this is a video game podcast, in case you didn't know. Uh, did you guys get to play some video games? I did. My, uh, I did. My, I made my schedule start working for me, so I, I've been getting like two hours a day in, so that's pretty good. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. What about you guys? I played a lot of video games, yeah, and I kind of did another little like boomerang of playing a whole bunch of stuff. We've got some repeats, you and I, Emilio, so that's nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Yep. Excited to hear about some of these. Mm-hmm. I, I actually a... didn't play a whole lot this week, but I, I watched a lot of streams of Lego Star Wars. Mm. Yeah. Uh, this, oh, nice. Was this the week you were off, weren't we? No. Oh, it was last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, Nick? No, I had a major gaming accomplishment for the king, so. Ooh. Nice. For the king. For the king. All right, let's, let's get right into it. Yeah. Let's kick it off with On the Radar. So games that have come to our attention. I'll start it off with Mechanic 8230, Escape from Ilgrot. So this is a point-and-click adventure taking place in a futuristic, retro-futuristic, post-apocalyptic society. feel like we've seen it all before. I do like the graphics on this one. I know I always say that, but this one's got... I don't even know how to describe it. I, I feel like everything's been, like, pixelated, retro uh, but this goes a different direction here. It almost looks like, I don't know, it's 3D animated, but almost like claymation in yeah, a way. Yeah, it looks like claymation to me. Yeah, it's very strange. Robot chicken. Yeah. Yeah, robot chicken. I, I like the looks of it. It is the first act of this point-and-click adventure game uh, that takes place on this planet called Ilgrot. And I guess the next act is going to take place somewhere else. I'm always a little skeptical of the two-act thing. This happened with Broken Age. They raised a bunch of money, made the first act, had to raise more money, then released the second act. And by the time that happened, I had lost interest. So still to this day, I've only played the first act of Broken Age, never the second one. Was it like two years later? Yeah, it was like years in between. I don't know if it'll be that long with this one, but still it's, I I don't know. You know, the other point and click or adventure games like the telltale ones they tend to do like uh episodic five episodes a season and they're usually what like months maybe months five months apart or something like that so um i but if you wait on it you can play them all through in just one 
one big go. Which is my way of doing it for sure. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people do that. Like the episodic thing, it just, it doesn't really work for me in video games. I need it all right now. Otherwise I'm never going to finish it. It's hard enough when I was like, I talked about the Deponia games not too long ago where I played, um, I played one, two and three, like back to back to back. And then the fourth one came out, played half of it. And, uh, yeah, out of got, the, the Ponia. yeah, I finally got back to it after like five years, but yeah, but this is looking interesting. So I'm going to keep an eye on it. I don't think there is very, uh, I don't think there's a price on it yet or an exact release date. Uh, maybe we could go back to the steam page, take a look at that. Uh, no price. There is a demo, however, and huh. the release date is coming soon. Yeah. It looks cute. Yeah. Uh, Amanda, what you got? Looks cool. Um, <clears throat> so one of the things on the radar for me is called Nine Souls. It uh, is a platformer. There is a demo out right now. I definitely recommend everyone to go do the demo because it is it is cool. Like, and I mean, I, I love the play of the Nine Souls, Nine Lives. There's definitely like a cat mechanic on here, but it's very. Like you're in this world where these people like worship the gods that have the nine lives and they are very centered around like the kind of number nine and ten uh, for worlds and realms and things like that. And I like the mechanics in the game a lot. Like it's definitely very fun. You can run up and scale walls and do different kind of combos with your move that you see in a lot of other platformers. But I do like the story and this story has a weird way of being um, like uh, very spirited away in a mm, sense, like mm-hmm. is what it kind of reminds me of. And then that same vein of like being visually beautiful with such a macabre shit in it too. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how spirit away can get, but like th- this is a super fascinating game. And so far I'm really enjoying the story and I'm excited for this one to come out. It's supposed to be released, I think in 2023 though. So that's going to be a while, uh, but it is cool. And the demo definitely is nice and, so far, it seems like the story is going to be pretty unique and cool. You, if you make an action platformer, you got to bring some shit because, like, there yeah. are so yeah. many, so many. There's so many. So you, it's either got to be like gorgeous, like you know. Uh, but I mean, look at that. Yeah, I think no, that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Very that's pretty. what I'm saying. Like, I'm in, I'm intrigued for sure. And as soon as I was looking, I was like, "Ooh, there's a Steam Deck game." That's what I was thinking. Oh yeah, this yeah, would be a looks great like a straight, Steam that's, Deck that's, game. That's, that is, you're. That's a perfect statement for that. That is, yeah. That is a Steam Deck game if I've ever seen one. Yeah. So quarter two, 2023 is when this one's going to come out. Um, but yeah, you can definitely check out the demo and see if you're going to like it yourself. I, I'm certainly intrigued. I think while we've seen so many action platformers, this one though will be a pretty solid one and a good one. There's yeah. a lot of awesome mechanics. The storyline is really fascinating, and it has quite a few moments where I was just like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and I like that. I like when you have moments like that in a game, you know, especially a game that's kind of overmade at times, right? Because there's, like we were saying, there's so many action platformers. But this one's cool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what is it? Uh, Steam Deck game, and I thought was 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 Hymno Hymno the Silent Melody. Um, <clears throat> I thought I was getting an action platformer with some light um, uh, crafting in it, but more uh, it's kind of a Terraria clone, mm-hmm. and Terraria is kind of like uh, one of Steam's sweethearts, like. It's always at the top of the charts. It's always one of the highest rated things of all time. And I've, I must have tried to play that game five times now. And 
it's just not for me. I can't, I can't get into it. And then so I get into playing this, and you know, it's Terraria with maybe a, definitely more action. Uh, they they try to put Terraria and an action platformer together, um, but the control scheme was very awkward for me. Um, I didn't like it, and it was even worse on the deck. Um, so I played it on the deck first, and I was like, oh, obviously this is for desktop. So I played it on desktop, and I was like, oh, geez, I, this is nowhere, this isn't any more comfortable than I than it was on the deck. So I returned it. I, I wasn't too into it. But if you're a Terraria fan and you want something with a little more action, uh, then this this is probably right up your alley. It, I'm not saying it's a bad game. It's just too Terraria for Emilio. Yeah, it looks really close to Terraria, yeah. actually. That's uh, him. No, the Silent Malady uh, days. You had what? I had Nine Souls. Nine Souls, but not, Souls S O L S. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. Nick. So I've already talked about Dark Tide before, but uh, Dark Tide, the the developers of Dark Tide, Fat Shark, do not say shit for anything ever. Um and. For the first time in a long-ass time, they actually did say something, and uh, they announced their release date. And they're infamously known for not, um, like, saying, like, uh, what CD Projekt Red does or what Bethesda does, where they're like, oh, this game's coming out in five years. So they officially announced their release date of September 13th, um, which is in less than six months, uh, which is pretty awesome. Uh, they're alluding to a fifth class uh, due to Vermintide having five classes. It would be kind of off, uh, like off uh, brand to only have four classes. So uh, a lot of people think that the fifth class is either going to be a dwarf or a uh, like a mechanical person. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, so you can wishlist the game now on Steam. And uh, just be alerted to any kind of news or anything like that, or when you can pre uh, pre purchase it. I think it's gonna be forty dollars, like Vermintide was when it first came out. So yeah, keep an eye out. Yeah, this is a uh, uh, same guys, right? Fact chart made same guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, dude. Um, I feel just feel like guns. Is it? Me- it's not melee, right? Or no, it's well, melee and guns. So for yeah. example, one of the characters, she's a zealot. She is like a super religious lady, and her main weapon is like a hammer, like an electrical hammer. I kind of just feel like it. Is she part of the same realm of the Battle Sisters? Uh, kind of, yeah. Actually, she's like an acolyte. She's like a beginning one. Mm. Mm. Nuns with buns and buns. Buns and guns. Mm-hmm. Buns and guns. Yes. <laughs> and buns. All the buns. <laughs> All the buns. All the buns. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so definitely uh, check this out. Um, like I said, uh, one of the cool things about this game is that the main writer for this game is Dan Abnett, who wrote the first book of the of the Warhammer series, who's highly regarded as one of the best sci-fi writers of all time. So it's about to have a super good story, and uh, Fat Shark doesn't disappoint. So yeah, yeah, look into it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. Um, the the fantasy, like I just based on the sci-fi versus the fantasy version, I definitely gravitate towards the sci-fi side of it. Like, I want to shoot things in a shooter, not kind of swing things at, at a thing. I never got to play the Gatling gun uh, that Bobby was playing, though. Oh, the dwarf. Yeah, the dwarf. Uh, yeah, what's next? Oh, Days. Yeah, so um, uh, I have Before Your Eyes is what the game is called, and 
It is already out. Uh, however, it's on my radar, and I do plan on playing it more, hopefully this week. It is a narrative game. It's just you're kind of going through the whole story. So what it is is that you are a soul that has been... You are a soul that's been picked up, and you're supposed to uh, explain and show your life, and you'll be passed for judgment. And so if you past judgment then they will bring you into like this paradise realm and so you are kind of reliving different memories and this game the only thing that you do is like you kind of point your mouse to where they show that eye and then you literally blink and when you blink that changes the chapter and if you blink on like a metronome then that will change the time so you don't know whether you're going to be jumped forward like five seconds five days five months five years and so you play this whole game with your eyes and you're just their whole purpose Whoa. is to kind of re um relive what you saw behind your eyes for your life. Is this VR? No, it would be so good in yeah. VR. It would be so great in VR, but it's not it's uh I think up there to win like a BAFTA award which they have like the British awards going on right now for a lot of video games. Unpacked is like up there to win Apex too. Like it's it's interesting. Check it out. But yeah, they do have a big sale right now. I think this game is what normally like nine bucks or something. It's it's three dollars, I think, right now is this game. Um and it just seems like such a cool concept to me. Yeah. I've never seen a game that you play with your eyes and just blinking. And it's just kind of you're moving through it. But it's supposedly it's overwhelmingly positive with the reviews. Apparently everybody says that it is is uh, like Spirit Fair, which makes me very excited. That is absolutely one of my favorite uh, indie games, especially on the Nintendo Switch. So, like, I'm looking forward to checking this out and seeing it more. But yeah, you play this game with your eyes. It's You've fun. been doing a great job of picking up uh, really in unique games. Good job I've always on that. loved unique games, man. Yeah. I love them. They're yeah. they're weird. It's great. And now they're getting that <laughs> they're DL weird. gaming bump. Yeah, I don't even know. They're like, what do we do with all this money? <laughs> I guess some podcast mentioned this. Yeah, three dollars <laughs> off of this game, big old whopping thing. But I did play this, I think, for about thirty minutes, uh, and then I got distracted talking to people in the Discord. Um, but this, I mean, I'm very intrigued with this game so far, just because, yeah, that mechanic is really neat. But mm. if you want to get distracted uh, in the Discord, you know, you can definitely join in the community, come into the fold. You should. You definitely should come join us. That's where all the fun and the magic happens. And you can find our Discord on dlgaming.net. Look at this. She's perfect. Speaking of, perfect. <laughs> speaking of magic, by the way, I want to mention that uh, the newest set of Magic the Gathering is actually available for pre-order on Magic the Gathering Arena. Um, you can go ahead and... Uh, pay forty nine ninety nine, get five draft tokens and the pre release token and the mastery set, um, which is like a hundred dollar value, all for just forty ninety nine forty nine ninety nine. Or you could do, or you could do the uh, other thing, the fifty packs, which is what I usually yeah. do because I don't have time getting, for drafting. You guys getting paid for this? What's going yeah. on? Yeah, you guys getting kickbacks? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you even for a little price of forty four ninety nine? Order your magic today! <laughs> oh my god. Dude, I don't know if I'm going to buy in on this one, man. I, but that's what I said about Kamigawa. So, like, I got to. So, pull a lot away. of people think that this set is going to be, uh, like, in in real life, like in, in like paper magic, that this is going to be a money set because it's a tricolor set. Yeah, and all tricolor sets are known for like making money. Uh, uh, this is the one that I told you, Bobby, is uh, like, um, it's like in a big city and it's like mobsters. 
That's what they were going for in this oh, one. Okay. So one, there, there's five families. Each family is made of three colors. Uh, all I know for sure is one of the families is vampires, and that's all I know. Which is crazy because I feel like vampires are going to get super strong again. Because I mean, there's so many vampires right now from the other two sets. They always do. That yeah. Alive. Innistrad doesn't come to play, dude. It comes yeah. to win. Yeah. Yeah. Now, speaking of uh, Innistrad Crimson Val, their box value is the lowest that of any other box at sixty nine dollars, which mm. is like unheard of. Yeah, is like, and yeah, that is super cheap. Um, but yeah, I'm using a vampire deck right now, and I made it to diamond rank for the first time in like two months. I did it a couple of nights ago, so I was pretty stoked on that. Hmm. All right, cool. Enough about Magic Gathering. Although I am gonna write a poem for it, I'm I'm inspired by I'm inspired by uh, Chris, so I'm gonna do my own shit next week. A poem on Magic. I like that. All right, Magic the Gathering poem. I love it. Oh wow! I literally just made that up. (laughs) I might do it though. All right, cool. Uh, Time for highlights. These are games that we did play, and uh, it's not always a good thing. Um, Sometimes we play shitty fucking games, Uh, but this week was pretty good for me. What about you guys? This week was great for me. Yeah, nice. Kind of interesting as far as uh, the two things that happened. Kind of got duped, but uh, we'll we'll talk about that. All right. I got the most, so I guess I'll start. I said I was going to play Weird West, and I did. Um, it's free on Game Pass. It is a, it's a cross-genre. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tricky, man, because um, you're playing a, basically a twin-stick shooter in a... Uh, you know, kind of a top-down or isometric view. But it's like an RPG. It's a lot like it's a lot like Fallout. It's like a Fallout 3, Fallout 4, but from a different perspective. Because there's items everywhere. You get them. Uh, you, there's a little bit of crafting. There's uh, quests. There's uh, all this stuff, which all this stuff I've seen before, but usually I, was, I, was, I, I hit, hit the nail on the head last week where uh, that kind of gameplay isn't usually also action. Uh, but this is an action game. So, yeah, there's no... All right, so uh, you start off as the gunslinger, right? And the world is like Weird West. So uh, think Dark Tower, which is one of my favorite series uh, ever. Um, anyway, so you shoot things with your guns, obviously. But it's, it's a mouse, so you have a, you have a straight line. Um, that you move uh, left to right and to try to line up your shot. But then also you have along that line, you have a uh, aiming cursor. Uh, so you have a Y and X axis. And if you get the guy right on the right spot, that's a critical. But it's kind of hard to do because they're running at you from different angles, coming, jumping over things and stuff. And you're kind of, you know, you don't want them to get get you. And then you uh, you... You have to do it really quickly to get the critical, but it, it's great. It's fun. It's none of it is like turn based or anything like that. Um, you can slow down time when you're selecting your guns, but you can't really see the screen. Like it, the, the menu takes up most of the screen. I think that was on purpose so you can't like cheese it. And then uh, you also have a, a dodge roll mechanic that gets you out of uh, you know area denial. Like somebody will throw a grenade. So it'll show you where it's going to explode. Obviously, gun. you guys know what an action game is. I'm just saying it's also like this RPG. Um, and I'm enjoying the hell out of it. I yeah. think it's pretty fucking great. 
<clears throat> yeah, I loved it. I, I played quite a bit of this as well. And yeah, I agree with you. Like the action is there. I like too that it's got these elements that bring me back to like Divinity Original Sin, especially mm-hmm. manipulating the environment. And there is a type of strategy that you can have with this. You could sneak around and use high grass the entire time to then stun and attack enemies from behind. Um, which I love. So you don't even have to go in guns a blazing. And then when no. you do, there's the whole like hitting your critical with uh, the aiming and the line of sight and stuff. And that, uh, yeah, this this game is really unique. I like it because it's like it's so many elements of things that we've seen, but it works really well mixed together in this place and so far the story is cool i like that when you move from one place to another you have these instances that can pop up that seem to be pretty random it might Uh be like you run into um a a broken down trailer or a witch or a traitor or um, coyotes or coyotes yeah and it's just all kinds of stuff you can bury bodies when you see them to hide them in case like people get alerted and so like it's super fun there's a lot of stealth elements a lot of crafting in this a lot of yeah story and action and it's it's a fast fascinating game i'm enjoying this so far and you guys know me like um i'm always like big stick hit things kill everybody right so i'm like why am i gonna hide the bodies i'm just gonna kill everybody i don't care so i killed the whole camp and then i went downstairs and did the other mission when i came up their buddies had come back from whatever like it alerted me hey you left bodies everywhere and they're looking for you now so not only did i come up and there's bad guys again but they're on high alert and they're looking for me and they basically have the building surrounded. Um, I fought my way out, but like, I I don't think I've ever seen that before where you come back to an area where you fuck shit up and you know, you have to pay your consequences for it. The other thing I'm excited about, I haven't unlocked the second character. Have you? No. Um, I know that they're going to play completely different. This one's the gunslinger. The other ones, I think there's a werewolf, a pig man, um, some sort of magic lady. And that's all I know for sure. But uh, yeah, each one of them is going to have a different kind of play mechanic completely than, than the than the shooter. So uh, yeah, man, I'm stoked on this game. Uh, it has some issues like um, I, there's just too much stuff to pick up. That was the same thing in Fallout. Yeah. Like you could just you could be picking up scissors and fucking <laughs> and spools of yarn forever. Um, and you don't have to, but, you know, being a completionist, you're like, you don't want to miss something. There could be something somewhere, you know. So, uh, I don't know. Some games just have too much stuff. But th- that's not a very big complaint. Everything else I like. Um, and the video, I feel like the video that I watch on this game doesn't do it justice. I feel like it looks better when you play it. I agree. Yeah. 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 It just feels better. I think the way that they did the world building in that was done really, really well as well. Like mm-hmm. it's, I mean, we've seen a lot of Westerns and things like that, but they do encapsulate a really good um, environment that just really kind of sucks you in. And I liked the music too with it. I thought that was good. Yeah. It was very weird, wild, Westy kind really of music. Is. Yeah. So that was, that was awesome. Yeah. What do you guys think from the outside? Not playing it. I think it looks really interesting. Um, I like the graphics. I like the top-down stuff. The mechanics seems kind of interesting. I just don't think it's the game for me. I think it can have a long life as long as I keep updating it. Yeah. <clears throat> Bobby, are you going to try it out? Mm, probably not. Maybe. Probably not, though. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> uh, who's next? That was Weird uh, West. I'll talk, I'll, I'll talk about... Uh, about what I experienced 
Um, so I played, I finished, I quote unquote beat Gran Turismo. So it's like unexpectedly. So in Gran Turismo, there's a new mechanic called the cafe and the cafe is the, um, how do I say this? The story mode equivalent of any other game. And what it is, is they go, you get this mission, you have to race in these type of events with this type of car um, for these three types of races. If you get in these positions in the race, you get this free car and you have to, and, um, and you complete the missions, right? Um, And there's four, there's 39 missions. What ends up happening is they don't tell you that there's 39. Um, After about three or four missions, you're handed a championship, which is like a set of races that you have to complete one by one by one. And you can't change your car at any point. You just have to keep going and, and just endure what you're like the whole race, like, like, I mean, the whole championship, you can't like change your car parts. You can't do anything else. You can all, the only thing you really, really can change is your tires and you can change some of your tuning. Um, but what ended up happening is I'm on the 39th mission and they're like, this is it. This is the, one of the hardest grand, tur- like one of the hardest tournaments there is. You'll be racing with GR three, um, uh, uh, cars, which are like not super insane cars to, to say the least. They're just like race cars. Like one of the cars is a WRX Mm -hmm. that's been super souped up. Not, not that. Why is it extravagant? It's, it's not very hard. It's just five races back to back to back to back to back. But it's, like I said, it's not that hard. It's just the final five races back to back. And then the game's like, that's all the missions. Have fun. You can just play freely now. Huh. There's nothing else. It was like, uh, you can do like time, you can do like time trials and you can do other shit, but there's nothing else for you to really do in the game that gets you large sums of money. And now I can see while the user, the user score on Metacritic is a 1.9. Wow. Because everyone is complaining that when you play the game, what ends up happening is that when you're doing the missions, you're getting a lot of money. You're getting like $50,000, $100,000 when you're playing. However, when all the missions are done, there's no more large influx of money coming in and you can't just afford buying new cars all the time. You just, you have to grind for small amounts of money for individual races. Exactly. And And you have to, you have to race the old races that you've already done that already have limitations. Is this a way of the, is this a way of them like uh, promoting their own uh, mini transactions? Like micro. Exactly. Yeah. It's fucking pricks. And so the people. other thing is, 
I'm gonna open the door. There's some there's some other things that are in this, and you're like, why why is this even in the game? If if you can't if it's not a mission. So for example, there's fucking go karts. Like there there's like little like you know like those Umigo go karts that can go like sixty miles an hour. They're in the game, and there's no mission for them. There's F1 cars. There's concept cars that have 999 performance parts. There's like experimental cars that there's no missions for. There's like all these things that exist in the game that there's obviously content that can be put in for them. They just don't exist. It just doesn't exist. And so like what's the point of having all this stuff if you can't do anything with it? And it, it honestly, it's there just to look pretty. And, and like for anybody, I guess, that has time to kill or doesn't have any other games, they really can just play the game and unlock more money to unlock cars. But that's really about it. All the other Gran Turismos, when you played them, there was like 800 races. Like, there, it was like, this is the American GT race. Okay, like, you had a race with these cars, and, like, the every time you beat it, the cars would get harder and harder and harder and harder. And it's not like that anymore. Like, it, it, it's just, there's this version of this race, and then there's this version of the race. That's it. And the, and, and it, it, it's, it's kind of disappointing to see. Now it's just like, um, you want to play Gran Turismo? Sure, let's just race each other and that's it that's that after you beat the game that's all you can do like you can just play couch co-op with your friends and that's all really gran turismo is now bumming me out like bef- dang yeah like before like gran turismo was like you had like the 24-hour le mans the 12-hour le mans like the six like all these other things that you could do and now it's not there so so when are you gonna try forza five our game of the year dlg <laughs> dlg's game game of the year <clears throat> I mean, now I'm going to try it and like compare go. it. So, like I said, there, I had to beat or not beat, but I had to like fully try Gran Turismo to fucking see what's see what's up. I can see why the professional Metacritic score is there and why it's 87. It took me sixty something hours to get to this point. To get to this point, and sixty hours for seventy dollars. It's pretty good. Perfect, perfectly fine for eighty-seven. But I mean, for for it's an eighty-seven in in my book, it's an eighty-seven. Yeah. But if you're talking about longevity and shystiness, one point nine. It's a womp womp. Womp womp. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag right. womp womp. We won't be buying uh, Gran Turismo on our PlayStation on our PCs now. Thanks. Yeah. No. Nope. <clears throat> All right. Well, something that uh, definitely is a much more fun user. Uh, friendly game uh, if you've got VR at least I'm going to go with Cybrid first because that is technically the one I played the least out of those other ones that I have on here so Cybrid I had gotten for my birthday and which thank you but <laughs> this um, I'm really excited for this game ultimately if, if I've been talking to you I'm like interested in looking into a new PC to handle my VR better because I just think that it's chugging for a minute I've tried a few optimization things and it's still not where I would want it to be. I think it's hardware. I'm trying to run VR off of a laptop. I mean, I, I know what I'm getting into. So, But this game, this is one of the games why I would definitely want a better computer because this game takes all so many elements from Pistol Whip, which I love, 
and they combine it in a way with Beat Saber. So like as you're as these guys are running Ooh. up to you, you are moving your sword in the direction that it's showing you, which I love that they are using a sword that brings me back to Halo. Um because that's what it looks like at least on on the enemy. Uh that's what it kind of looks like to me. But yeah, so you slice these guys as they run up to you in the direction that it shows you and then you can hit um one of the secondary trigger buttons to switch to guns and you can do dual guns if you want and then shoot people as you're running through and you're avoiding obstacles and turrets and things like that. This game is super fun. I think it was, I don't know if it's 10 bucks or something. It might be. Um, oh, so it's $14 right now, but it, I mean, it's just fun. Like I said, it really combines pistol whip and beat saber together, which is two of my favorite, like, cardio kind of base games on vr so so far i recommend it it's cool it's set in like a cyberpunk setting when you're loading in you're like in this uh in your bedroom in this like cyberpunk style world and stuff and it's just cool and i've noticed too that with each chapter and each uh level that you play you actually come back to the same room in a different spot you might be sitting in front of your computer or you might be laying in your bed or like you might be looking out the window when you come back and it's just i don't know these little things and little details I appreciate and this game is fun it's definitely fun and I love the music too the music's very like the industrial techno the hard kind of dubstepy techno the kind of stuff that's in pistol whip and so it's uh it's very cool is it up to you to switch from gun to sword yes and uh so it's it easy there's no prompts to be like this guy you shoot instead of slice no no prompts you and and you don't actually technically need to do it you can use your sword to deflect bullets and you'll get points from that oh so you don't really need to uh switch to a gun but it is fun and it's it's actually like incredibly fluid too like it's easy to switch back and forth and it's fast and like it works nice and yeah game is very cool it does look cool Uh, a little more uh like beat saber obviously the the comparison is going to be there but this is just more i don't know uh I guess you're cutting things up instead of just slicing boxes. And there's really cool move- moments, too, where you get to, like, the edge of it. Like, there was this one moment where I jumped and did a backflip and then switched to my guns in slow-mo and shot two dudes upside huh. down as <laughs> I floated down. It was epic. It's super cool. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I I enjoy this game. I'm really looking forward to having a computer with better hardware that can run this full speed. I can imagine your cat's Perfect. like, I hope mom doesn't punch me again. I know. <laughs> I know. I feel so bad, man. I gotta be careful. <laughs> uh, and that is uh, Cybrid, like hybrid, but with a C. Yes. Yo. Uh, so, I got my Steam Deck, guys. It's cool. Woo! Uh, yeah. Aren't you uh, the fucking cool kid on the playground? This never happens to me. Um, where, like, I, I got mine first out of everybody. Um, nobody on the Discord got theirs. Uh, I was the first one. Uh, so, yeah, I got the $400 one. Um, and uh, so it was buggy at first. It was just like menu options things. And then I did a few patches and, and that all kind of uh, went away. Um, I tried to play a, a game in every genre. You know, I played a card game. I played a first person shooter. I play, you know, all, all the genres. And... Um, I can't fault it for me being so bad at first-person shooters in on a controller. I've never played a first-person shooter on a controller in my life. So, you know, I can't fault it for that. But I was good enough to play uh, Risk of Rain. I played Risk of Rain probably more than anything else uh, on the deck. I've 
I played for three hours straight. And that's when I was just telling myself, you know, I'm going to play it for an hour so I can, like, do a review for it. But no, you know, it was so fun that I just kept playing. Um, it's uh, pretty close to a perfect game for that. Obviously, it's not as good as being at your PC. Obviously. But this is a very good um, substitute, for sure. Um, uh the uh inscription when i downloaded it it was like hey like the standard the standard layout isn't going to work you're gonna have to use the trackpad and mouse and i was like oh okay at least it tells you which is cool and then i used the trackpad and mouse and it was great like you feel you know i feel like i have as much control with my thumb that i do with a mouse on on just the desktop uh thing um so also there's a way to trick it into um you being able to play your uh, streaming your Game Pass games onto it, uh, but it's kind of evolved and it's really just tricking it to do it. So it's not very, it's not streamlined at all, and it was kind of cumbersome to get it done. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, it's funny. I took an hour and a half to get this done. Uh, finally, when I was done, it was like, hey, well, it's not really a good experience and stuff like that. And I was like, <laughs> the fuck, put it at the top of the goddamn your your tutorial. Don't put it at the bottom. Uh, shit. Um, anyway, so I just deleted it and finished everything that I did. Uh, it, it's, I couldn't get it to work anyway. Um, the, what else did I play? Um, obviously by the Isaac, um, ran great. I mean, Sam was on, on it for like four hours. Mila, Mila's been trying to play, uh, um, Fall Guys, uh, not compatible for some reason. Doesn't really? it seem like the perfect game? Yeah, it seems like such yeah. a good yeah. one. So the first person that I contacted uh, through Steam, by the way, the menus and the Steamness of the Steam Deck might be better than the UI on your PC. Oh, nice. Yeah, um, there's like a master search uh, bar at the top, and it doesn't just search your library and your and the store and your friends list. It's it, it does it all. So if I put in, you know, Sniper, uh, it'll show, like, under friends there, any games that are spelled like that or what, you know, you get everything. And it's not cumbersome at all. So when I was looking for a game that I had played or that I wanted to play, um, it came up at the top. And then it put in all the games at the store that starts with that name and all the, but it started with the DLCs for that game. And it was just nice. It's all laid out in, in, in our steam on the PC, you have to go for to different tabs for all of this. And since it's just, you know, it's not really a tab situation here. Um, they kind of just put it all on one or two pages and it works great. I think the, yeah, the steaminess is, uh, it's pretty good on this. And you would think so on the steam deck, right? Um, well, you'd hope so. Yeah. As you came in, uh, days, I was playing um, their kind of like demo that shows you all the functionality. Um, it's called uh, Workstation or Workday, something like that. I forget. Sorry. Um, but you're working at Aperture, you know, you're mm-hmm. working for Cave Johnson and uh, that whole thing. And, you know, the comedy there is all good. And it shows you a lot of like little, you know, uh, shortcuts that you'll need to like how you bring up the keyboard and um, how you can write on the screen and all this stuff like that. Uh, but it's also fun. It's fun and entertaining. It's f- in f- edu education when it's fun, what it's called, Bobby school. Funication. I forget. I don't know. Anyway, it is, it's fun and it's educational kids. I had a good time with it. I didn't finish it though. 
because it was podcast time. But uh, I wish I would have started with that. So if you get one, start with that. It's not like uh, like I knew 90% of it, but it was a fun experience either way. You end up making a... <laughs> You end up making a a turret toilet, and uh, they're trying to mass market that over at Aperture. <laughs> um, so it's good times. Um, and let's see what else. Um, I was telling these guys that the plastic of it, I, I don't know if I'm being like overly critical, uh, but it feels like cheap plastic, the, the, the housing. All the controls feel great. The the trigger buttons feel great. Um, there's t- four buttons underneath where, you know, these, I, I haven't seen these buttons on any controller. You can map those outside of the game and have them uh, basically run a script. So you can kind of like map um, things to happen. And the, uh, you could also, after you write whatever it is, you can have it um, automatically apply to like all RTS games. So like, this button will always bring me back to my main base when I play an RTS game, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, you can map these extra four buttons, which is nice because when you're playing PC games on a something like this, there's always those like weird little uh, moves, like 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 hitting escape. You can't really hit escape on this, right? So you might put something in there that exits the button or exits the game for you. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, you you could do that. Um, let's see what else. Uh, some of the buttons, well, some of the auxiliary buttons, I they don't feel that great. I can't. They feel weird. Uh, I thought the trackpad feels weird, but it works great. So who cares? Um, overall, overall, I'd give it like a nine out of ten. I'm I'm really happy with it. Nice. Yeah. When did you like get the confirmation? Like, when did you put in your order for this? Because I can see that even when we pulled it up, like right now, you'd have to get in for a reservation to then maybe get it in October at the end of this year. So I'm just kind of wondering what was the difference between like your confirmation versus like when it was actually shipped to you? Oh, not much at all. No. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Confirmation of shipping or confirmation of purchase? Uh, Confirmation of purchase. Oh, that was like. The day they came out, the oh, day they announced nice. it, yeah, and then it shipped it right yeah. away. Oh, that's nice. yeah. But other people, like I'm pretty sure John beat me to it, and he hasn't even got his email of like, oh wow, yeah, for it, yeah, yeah. like because how long did that take when you first tried to reserve it versus once you got confirmed? Yeah, I, I don't remember. I, I all I remember is like I bought it. You get the confirmation email that you bought it, and the next email I got was, hey, we're shipping it to you. Here's a here's a tracking code. Nice. Which was like months later. Yeah. Um, okay. There could have been something in between, but I don't remember. Um, it, even the bottom model that I got, the $400 one, came with a nice case. Um, and the case has a place for the charger. Even though it's a small case, it's just like this little extra, it's on the outside and you put it in the back and it, I, I was like, whoa, this is like, it, it was a nice touch for sure because I've definitely had char- things that don't have room for everything that you need for the thing, you know. Especially at the bottom, at the bottom level, you don't expect much. It's a it's a nice case. I was I was uh, I was uh, surprised. Now, have you hooked it up to a TV yet, or do you need a different attachment to do that? So apparently, that's coming out later. There's going to okay. be a dock uh, that does basically what the switch does. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I was looking okay. through it uh, when you brought it in here, and it's really nice that it shows you the button layout. Right when you load up a game, it says these are the buttons you're going to use. So that yeah. that's really nice because there's a lot of controls on this mm-hmm. device. 
Um, what's the most intense, like graphically intense game that you played on it? So I loaded uh, Dying Light 2, which what's good about it, too, is as you're going into games, it's not not just telling you the button layout, but it's also telling you um, optimization. Like, Because hey, some games, a lot of games, have been checked off as great for deck, mm-hmm. and that's another tab that you have when you're searching for games. Yeah. So there's like your uh, library there's your library that's great on steam deck and then there's like you know the store or whatever um but uh dying light 2 has not been optimized and was not checked off so i loaded that up and i would say it's playable but you're not going to be getting 60 frames or anything like that like don't expect that it was kind of sluggish uh it was tricky because in my playthrough on dying light i was like in a super dark manner and I was trying to like I'm like I just want to be on the street to see I see how I can play the parkour but I couldn't get out of the th- fucking thing because I was it was just a situational thing it was bad so um, yeah I think Death Loop is like something they said it was great so I'm going to throw that on there um, Elden Ring is great on deck it says I, I, I don't know how that's going to be that, so Elden Ring is actually not that graphically intensive huh so um, this might yeah, be a great place for me to play it. Yeah. Hmm. So um, yeah, overall nine out of ten. Uh, battery life, I'm getting like four or five hours out of it. Um, obviously, without plugging it in, um, you get a long cable. When does that happen anymore? Um, yeah, and so you have you know Steam, blah blah blah, all this stuff, and then you have this other tab that says non-Steam stuff. Mm-hmm. So in there, I put like uh, Chrome. And then uh, apps are going to be coming out, you know. Yeah, like Netflix and Hulu. Yeah, I, I mean, imagine. people can uh, – it, it's open source, right? All their stuff is open source. So people are just going to be writing all kinds of shit for these things. So there's going to be, you know, a, an app for everything. So hmm. uh, can't wait for that. And also, there's a button you could push to go into window mode. And you just have a Windows PC in front of you, you know? And you could just, uh, you know – bring up your keyboard anytime um typing on the screen was it's weird because it's like how do i hold it so and you end up i ended up using the joystick and the button to type and it's really fast and really intuitive and uh, i didn't have any problems with it is it touch screen it is touch screen okay. you could set it down and like type mm-hmm. um, touch type yeah touch type but um i found the, the joystick really that. good yeah anyway um yeah I'm, no buyer's remorse at all. Nice. All right. I was saying to these guys that like I would have paid another hundred dollars to have like a really firm pro controller feel to it because if you buy the six hundred dollar one, you're still getting the same housing. Mm-hmm. You know, just getting a different. Screen. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how it holds up. That's going to be the real <laughs> test. It, it could yeah. feel ch- cheap, but and last forever. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Something else that uh, <clears throat> felt uh, a little cheap. And I don't know, so far it lasted a little bit forever. I played uh, Treasures of Nadia, finally. Hey. Cracked all these jokes hey. about the sales of Nadia and all of that. I was gifted this for my birthday as well. Um, <coughs> this game is ridiculous, like a train wreck, and I can't stop playing <laughs> or looking away. I just, I can't. Like, I keep being like, I'm not going to play anymore. This, And then I, like, want to load it up because I'm like, oh, I can get all these, like, talismans <laughs> and dig up all this stuff and build my house. And what's what's going on with Naomi and these stories? And, like, oh, man, dude. this it, Yeah, and Claire and shit. Like, 
<laughs> she knows them all by yeah. name. I love how folks. you know her name. You're like, and Claire. And that's Emily. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so each of the, I don't know, the characters are kind of interesting to me for like a, you know, like a, a technically kind of like a porn game. Like this is, this has got more to it than I was expecting. I've never played a game like this, full disclosure though. So maybe it's the like first time kind of thing that's exciting, but I don't know. Like it's, like I said, I can't, I, I can't stop playing this game. I put like over five hours into it and I like, there's a whole thing of the ancient temple where you can solve these puzzles. And I love that. The puzzles are really fun. They're really exciting. I can see, like, I, I see myself getting more sucked into like the game aspects of this game than all of the like, Ooh, titties, like, you know, and so, <laughs> but, uh, this game is fun. I don't know. I, I don't think that I definitely think this is an outlier. I think most poor games are fucking garbage. I'm guessing, and this is just happens to be something that has some good mechanics, and I guess the story is okay. I, so far, I'm kind of I think the story is a little ridiculous. You're like a 23 year old guy who looks like he's 19 <laughs> coming back from college to be on an island, and every girl is super hot and wants to fuck him. So like, yeah, okay, great, but like, um. At the same time, I do like the treasure hunting story part that they have of it. Like, he's trying to relive in his father's footsteps and decide he doesn't want to go back to school because he wants to find this treasure. And he's kind of competing with, like, the redhead that's on the whatever title. Claire is her name. And, like, they're both trying to find, like, all this treasure in the island. Of course and- you fuck her, too. I don't know. No, oh. so far, so far, no. Six hours in. You I don't haven't. know. She might be the final boss. <laughs> She's probably the final boss. She's yeah, the final, the final yeah. Because you do a lot of you do a lot of creeping. Like you watch her like wash her clothes and like she you first walk into a cave and she's just naked swimming and like it's I don't know. It's interesting. It's like some of the characters though are kind of fascinating. Uh, at least their stories. Some of them are kind of lazy, but some of them are, are good. I'm I'm shocked, like I said. Sniper, did you continue to play it as well? Or did you give up after that first week? Uh, I'll come back to it when the uh, moment is right, you know? <laughs> I also think the game parts are more interesting than the porn parts. Yeah. And, um, so, I mean, there's lots of games to play. I'm are the really porn parts the- interesting at all? Not really, dude. Some, sometimes they're like super uh, awkward. She, she begs uh, to differ. You know, I think I think I would put it at about eighty five percent of them are trash. Um, oh, okay. But there are some where I'm like, okay. Nice. Okay. Nice. Good to hear. The, I, just, I uh, guess, in a way, a semi spoiler. Everything to do with the doctor is uh, the doctor and the masseuse on this island. I have massive problems <laughs> with. Like, it's I'm not a fan. The doctor is ridiculous. She's like, oh my god, you've got a disease where your dick is too big. Like, fuck <laughs> out of here, dude. <laughs> like, no. And like the, uh, the whole like, scene it's not. that they stop it. The the scene that they go into their little like porn scene. Ah, it's fucking weird. Like I'm just like ah, skip this. I don't I don't want to see this. Just give me my give me my medication and let me move on, Jessica. All right. Like I'm done. I have fishing to do. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The first the first girl you pick up days. Uh, wait, I don't. I'm pretty sure it's the first girl you have to pick up. I think everyone picks up the same girl. That girl from the store, the shopkeeper. No, that's Emily. The first girl I think you pick up is like Allie or Allison or something. Oh right, the first after girl you spy you on her. Yeah, you spy on her, and then you yeah. like fool around with her mom, and then you fool around with her. It's ridiculous. Yeah, like you, yeah, you, yeah, it's ridiculous. That's but like I said, much, dude. Like I said, she, it's like a train wreck that you can't stop watching because it's fun. <laughs> days. She went over to my house, right? And I had I think I had a couch and a bed. 
and the dialogue, she's like, hey, you got a nice place. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. And then I didn't meet her before. And then she took off all her clothes and we fu- it was just like, uh, you know, it was too fast. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. It's wildly you to be inaccurate. Seduced, Chris? Yeah. I think Emily needed to put a little more work there. You, know? <laughs> you didn't have to say yes. You probably That's had so- no choice, huh? I don't know. It's yeah. It's, you didn't have to say yes. It's something, but you know it's what? Literally, the, the only button on the screen. <laughs> I do. There are some elements in this game that are fun though, because there's like crafting and fishing, and like I said, puzzle solving. So yeah. I, I don't know. I I'm intrigued. I probably I will end up playing game. this more. Yeah, I probably will end up playing this more. I like I said, I can't stay away. I was like sitting today, and I was like, what do I want to play? Oh, I know I want to play Treasures. Is it in VR? Like, no, no, I'm. You know what? I'm glad it's not. I don't oh. want to open up that door. No, yeah. that that might be too much. <laughs> Pandora's VR porn box stays closed. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> what's, but, what's the meme? I think it's from. <laughs> I forgot what show it's from. He's like, I hope this doesn't awaken something in me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Speaking I can't of awakening, thirty uh, hours to beat. I can. There's there's a surprisingly good in large chunk of story in this game. That's why I think I keep getting drawn back because I'm just like, what happens? Uh, Who's Nadia? (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm fascinated. Uh, It's it's interesting. I do have something to bring up, though, that I almost missed, but thankfully somebody in Twitch kind of mentioned it and they put it on on the radar for Discord because this is kind of wild that I definitely want to stop and bring this up you guys heard uh i believe it's an april fool's thing but it is still crazy they have this thing razor released a razor hypersense suit where you can enter the metaverse in like a full suit no i don't know anything about this <coughs> is it, it made looks, by meta it's made by razor oh jesus christ and it's for the metaverse but like i said i think this is an april fool's joke but it's still like fascinating and kind of crazy. Yeah, like uh, you suit up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> You're ready for the metaverse oh, no. as Batman. This Razor. definitely looks like a joke. Yeah, yeah it's for sure. It's a fucking... For sure, that's hilarious, dude. Like, could you imagine? Look at the, all those sensors. This suit up montage with the the Joel Schumacher Batman and Robin butt shot kind of gave it away. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. While it's giving very like Black Panther vibes, you know. That said, I would wear <laughs> the fuck out of that out. if I got yeah. full haptic controls, man. Right? I wouldn't care what I look like. <laughs> you see him moving around like it's the car. <laughs> you feel every KO. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is hilarious. Hilarious. Oh my god, he's so beat up. Oh yeah, this is hilarious. I love that Razor is doing this, dude. <laughs> Uh, they're taking a shot at Metaverse, and good for them, dude. Good for them. Yeah. Yeah. You died. <laughs> what if I, it's taking VR to the next level? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> no, that looks cool. Fun. Ooh, all right. I didn't play too much this week, like I said, but I did go back to Back for Blood. Um, Ooh. I, like, saw you, I saw you launch the game like 13 times. Oh, yeah. Hmm, wonder why it showed up like that. Anyway, let me set the scene here. So I'm on our Discord. Check it out, dlgaming.net. And Morconius, friend of the show, is just giving stuff away. He's just putting keys for games out there for anybody to pick up. Yeah, thank you, by the way. Yeah, yeah thank absolutely. Thank you, Arco. And nobody picked up Back for Blood. 
uh, because everyone's probably got it on Game Pass, right? Yeah, so probably. I was like, I don't have Game Pass. So I'll take that. Uh, <laughs> so I have Back for Blood on Steam now. I loaded it up, and guess what? None of my progress transferred over. Uh, Apparently, oof. it. I, I just assumed that it would. I was told it would with Sea of Thieves, um, but I guess because that was... Uh, the developer, uh, different developer, like it's kind of up to them. So I guess the fault is with uh, uh, Turtle Rock or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I lost all my progress and I had quite a bit of progress built up on the Game Pass version of this. That's okay, whatever. I thought I'd jump back in. I know they've had a bunch of updates and they've got their huge DLC coming out April 12th, just right around the corner. I just missed it. Uh, probably check that out this week, but that's going to have the new map and a bunch of other new stuff. Um, but some of the other features I uh, I did enjoy. So they fixed the whole balancing issue. Like one of the big problems that I had with this game was it goes from way too easy to impossible. Uh-huh. <laughs> like the, those yeah. are your difficulty levels. Like super easy, impossible, forget about it. Like those three levels. Yeah. Um, they fixed that. Veteran feels like, it feels just like uh, Left 4 Dead 2 now. Like the the nice. normal difficulty on there. Like it's easy enough, but not impossible. It's like doable. And, and you know, keep in mind, I'm starting <clears throat> from ground zero here. I've got uh, the, my, I'm using the starter deck. So I have like all the basic stuff. So it's probably a little more difficult for me than, uh, than most people. Um, but I think they nailed the uh, difficulty balance. The other thing they got now is burner cards. So the whole cool thing about Back for Blood is you get these decks, like you unlock these cards through supply chains and you can build a deck and then throughout the game, you can pick those cards and you don't always have to pick the same ones at the same time. So you can really change up your gameplay there and you can, it's a way for you to spec your character into like melee damage or rifle damage or whatever. Um, but these new burner cards are just one-time use cards, which now that they do it, I'm like, that's such a great idea. Maybe they should have just done all burner cards from the beginning. Like how cool would that be? Like it creates, um, like a, an economy in the game, I guess, like where you have to play the game and then earn these burner cards and like, Ooh, I got a really good one. So I'm going to use it on this run and then it's gone. That and would I have t- to play more to build it back up. That I, would turn it into more of a roguelike situation. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's better that they didn't do that, but I do like the addition of it. So, I mean, the burner cards I got were like garbage because they're the really early ones. I imagine there's a lot better ones. When out you there. say one time, you mean for that game time or that one part of the level or the entire level or well let me give you an example so one of the burner cards i got was uh get an smg with like a couple attachments or something so you use it just like at the beginning of a level you get to pick a card and you i you play it and i guess you start that level with that gun and you know you can keep it for however long you oh, okay. want, and then throw it away. I don't know what other burner cards are out there. Yeah. Uh, but and this yeah. is on top of the regular deck card that you draw. Exactly. Okay. So it takes up a slot. You know, when you're building your deck, you have to use up a slot with a burner card. But you know, I imagine if some of them are very powerful, then uh, it'd be worth it. That's cool. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're improving on the game. Um, I. I was playing this on Friday with, uh, you know, the usual Friday crew. We were looking for something to play together. And uh, I got to say, so much easier joining games now that I have this on Steam. Oh, yeah. Like, it was, it was <laughs> oh, me. I bet. 
uh, someone else with Steam, and then the third guy still had it on Game Pass. And of course, the third guy was like, wait, I don't see you on my friends list. Oh, it's a different friends list because I'm on Game Pass. Yeah. Okay, it says you're not online. Like, we went through the whole thing that, yeah. that I went through when I was on Game Pass. And then me and the two Steam guys are just like, click, we're there. Let's go. <laughs> so, yeah, get it together, Game Pass. I totally forgot yeah. that you were playing, uh, you stopped playing this because it, I always forget that you don't have Game Pass anymore. So Yeah, you know, and I kind of wore, I, I, I played enough of it, too. I was right. kind of done with it, honestly. For the time. Yeah, and I was just... And now's a good time to get back in. Yeah, like. yeah, well, they got that April DLC. And uh, you know what, Christian, say, if you yeah, could look April it up 12th. and see if that April DLC is free or not, because uh, that I do not know. Yeah, the I Tunnels just, of Terror. Yeah, Tunnels of Terror. I just assumed that it would be free, but now that I say it, I do not know if there's a price tag on it. Uh, but yeah, that's April 12th, so by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be out, and I'll probably be playing it. Also, a Deep Rock Galactic event's happening, their Easter one. They're sneaking in like a quick little thing uh, right before their big update, their season two, um, on April 28th. So, probably be playing a little bit of that this week. Cool. So, it depends what edition you Get the Tunnels of Terror is included in the deluxe and ultimate editions, but not in the base game, and it's available on Game Pass. So. Oh, okay, all right. It's, yeah, I did not get the deluxe edition. Mm. That's okay. But yeah, that was pretty much it for me. And then I watched like two or three hours of uh, Lego Star Wars: Skywalker Saga on a stream, debating like, do I really want to get this? Because every time I play a Lego game, I'm always like, oh, this is going to be so great. And then I play it, and I'm like, this is a kid's game. What is this? I can't <laughs> this play for, this. This is a children. Yeah, it? and it, it happens like every time. Like I'm always like, okay, this this is going to be the uh, the Lego game for me. Let's do it. But. Um, there were some really cool things, like the whole uh, combos, the hit combos yeah. with the lightsabers. Yeah. I, I thought that was cool. Uh, but Emilio, you played it. How was it? Yeah, so I played it with uh, with Mila, um, and she fucking loves it. It's funny, uh, you know, you go up to these protocrat droids, and to unlock them for that level, you need like a cheat code. And uh, mm-hmm. it was like old school shit, dude. We had to go to a website, and f- for the first one, we had to go to a website. We <laughs> yeah. had to f- uh, fill out a survey. I was like, "How you, you know?" I was curious how she was feeling about the game. She's like, 10. That part was ten. And so, so basically, this game got tens all the way down for her. She really, really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was good because where else can a forty-three-year-old male uh, man and a uh, nine-year-old girl? Uh, equally enjoy something together you know like, well that's kind of just star wars though uh, is it the game or is it is it star wars uh it's the game i think because the other lego games are, are like that as well but no there is something to that because uh my friend's family right now is going through a star wars renaissance like uh they they started playing uh watching the movies and now mm-hmm. they're super fans all of a sudden the whole family you know so yeah it can bring the whole family together uh but anyway um and i'm finding the puzzles to be challenging and what this game doesn't tell you is that um if there was a fault it would be that you don't know which ones you need more care excuse me oof what uh you don't know which puzzles you need extra characters for ahead of time so the big thing to get is kyber crystals right the the mm-hmm. blue the blue uh blocks and um you know you get what you every time we get one we high five it's like a it's a big deal right mm-hmm. you can get like you know there might be three or four on a whole level and um 
you, you get them, and we're stoked we can get them. But some you you need another character to get, and you only can get that character on that level through free play. So you got to come back later after you've unlocked other characters and do that. But that doesn't stop you for trying for like four minutes if you don't see the prompt. If you come from the wrong angle and you're like, mm-hmm. you know, so there's there's some of that. Um, but it's all kind of okay because the entire time I cannot resist breaking shit. Mm. I can't. Like, and this game is like, you know, it gives you all these. You feel so good for just destroying the pots and like. <laughs> <laughs> Mila's like, I'm waiting for you over here, and I'm like, I'm coming, and she's like, No, you're not. You're, you're. I can see you. You're breaking stuff, and I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on my way though. Yeah, yeah. See, I always get stuck in that loop with Lego games where I'm just like smashing everything to bits and collecting all the coins because like the completionist in me is just like. You know, it's like those old games where there's like crates or barrels that you can break. There's like maybe there'll be something inside this one, and there never is. But <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, the puzzles look cool. It seemed like they really, it, they were really encouraging multiple playthroughs. Like you had to, you would be going through a level and you'd see something and just like, oh, I don't have the uh, like jump or the run speed or the like jump boost to get that right now. So I'll just have to come back later when I unlock it. Or yeah. like you said, the character. Which is why you need uh, Kyber Crystals. Kyber yeah. Crystals uh, is how you unlock your... Your, yeah, and uh, I do like that they have a talent tree. I don't know if they've done that in other Lego games. I don't, I don't know if they have, and I, I assume, I'm pretty sure, it applies to all your characters, so it doesn't matter. They say mm-hmm. over 200 playable characters. Wow. Um, and I think there's like some iter- reiterations, right? So right now I have the very first um, uh, C-3PO. The one where no skin. Yeah, he has no skin, and he's just like in two parts. And his ability right now is like he falls in two parts, and his legs are independent of his body. It's really funny, um, and uh, his head spins and stuff. It, he's a, he's a crack up, um, but overall, man, like yeah. What uh, part did you start playing? Uh, we started at Phantom Menace. Okay, uh, you have two options. You can start at uh, New Hope or Phantom Menace, and. I thought hmm. they let you start at the beginning of any of the trilogies. Like oh, you might be trilogies. right. Yeah, yeah, you might be right about that. Yeah, it looked like that was the case. And yeah, that's the part that I watched too, the Phantom Menace. They had the pod race in there too. Yeah. And here we go again. This is like a perfect Steam Deck game, right? But I'm not going to play without Mila now. Like, Oh, and like, uh, so I was like, okay, 50 bucks or whatever. I got it for $41 on um, Green Man Gaming. Um, which is pretty good price. I think that's more than enough. And I was like, what are we going to get? Nine, 15 hours out of this? 75 hours of gameplay. 75, Jeez. guys. Jeez. Well, ever since the Jurassic Park one in 2015, I feel like they've really started adding hours to the game by making it more of like an open world uh, uh, like map where you have to go back and do things and explore different areas. And it's not just like... A, you know, run through each level one after the other. Yeah. So, Bobby, you don't have to uh, continue to torture yourself between um, getting your most anticipated anticipated <laughs> game of the year and paying money for it. Now you could just play it off of my account. Well, have you tried playing this? Because they've got what's that feature on Steam now where you can play things just like that would normally be couch co-op. You can play them online. Oh yeah, remote play. Yeah, remote. remote play. Yeah, remote play. Yeah, uh, I imagine remote play would work with this. Yeah, why wouldn't it be? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Because that would avoid the whole split screen thing. I've always hated that about the Lego games. It worked really great. It was, but oh, yeah. you know, I have the ultra wide, right? 
which helps. Okay. And we're yeah. sitting really close. So it was like literally didn't even notice it. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, the ultra wide, ultra wide would help in that. Yeah, for sure. So, um, highly recommend, highly recommend. It's a Lego game. They're made out of Legos, guys. But man, do those Legos look good. Like, they're all polished and they're pixel perfect. Like, you don't see. You know, no that's jet. what I was noticing when I was watching the stream. I'm like, has, have, they, they give you a lot of graphics options, apparently. I saw that. Like, it was um, quite a few things you could set in the graphics menu. But does it really make a difference? Like, honestly, if you look back at, like, a Lego game that was released 10 years ago and this one, is there really going to be a difference because i don't know there is it's like a lot of it's reflections polished. and stuff and yeah like, reflections it's a little polished, more shiny. rtx stuff like that well, what i noticed in this in some of the cutscenes where they get closer to the characters it's not like polished and pristine there's actually like some dirt or uh you know when they make the plastic molds you can see the little ridge sometimes yeah, yeah, like yeah. if you do models you have to sand that off like they they get the little imperfections in there that add quite a bit of detail to this yeah so you gonna play it next week now yeah, I'll probably check it out. Uh, I got to ch- at least check it out. I wonder who you're going to, like, you should find somebody to play with, uh, remote play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to see how it is on remote play. I'm conflicted. I'm not sure if I would want to get it on Steam or Switch. Yeah. I feel like this is a perfect Nintendo Switch game. Uh, so I looked it up. I looked up both because we, we went down the same fucking rabbit hole. Um, mm-hmm. I believe the reviews the metacritic is a little lower on on nintendo just because like did it port weird no 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 yeah i was gonna say i thought yeah but the switch is not a powerhouse either so there might be a little bit of chugging from here and there that's all Uh, it's just that pc has Mm. infinite power well then shit maybe i'll remote play with you bobby (laughs) (laughs) okay because i definitely want to get this but if you really need a good switch game yeah i mean when i say like what is it? It's, it's like an 89 or something. Yeah. On well, Switch, if you get a Steam Deck, then you don't need it on Switch. Facts. This is true. Just got to wait oh, until I sold mine. Yeah. Your Switch, yeah. Uh, yeah, to get it. Uh, so you could do the same thing. I don't know. Unless, no, I love my Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Uh, okay. So uh, for the king. Yeah. Um, so after many, many tries, me, Leslie, and our third player... Uh, we have finally beaten the fucking game. Wow. Nice. Uh, or not the game. The first, uh, the first campaign, the one that like released with the game on all this stuff. That's how uh, hard that this dude. Not fr- nice. So it's there's a lot of things that like you cannot beat it unless like you know a bunch of shit. Yeah. And um, this like game for example, like one thing that like in the game is that. The price of shit goes up the more you level up, the more things you buy, the more things you defeat, right? So later, like, one thing is the main uh, healing, uh, like, uh, herb in the beginning of the game is, like, 7 gold. At the end of the game is 217 gold. And so it's, like, it's a big, there's a big difference (laughs) as far as, like, how, how things fucking work. Um, and so, yeah, um, I looked up a couple of different strategies and things like that, like on what to do. That's what I was going to say. And if ha- you, if you pocket a bunch of that stuff early on, it's value later on is going to be crazy, right? 
Exactly. And so that's what we did. So like we didn't do like, oh, like you have to play this class. You have to play this class and you have to play this class. We didn't do anything like that. But what we did do is we did like our main goal was buy as many of the healing herbs as we possibly can throughout the game and try not to use them as possible as much as possible. And it worked at the end of the game. We had like 17 healing herbs yeah. and a character that could use party heal. And, and by the time we finished the game, like the final fight was like a joke. Wow. Nice. And so it was, it, 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 it worked flawlessly. And uh, we're in the second, we're in the second uh, campaign now, which is actually the DLC campaign. We decided to do that one. And there's like a new thing and it's disease and disease can spread and it does a bunch of stuff to you. It's not like poison or poison can't spread, but it's really fucking cool. So, um, yeah, we're probably actually going to play tonight after the podcast. Nice. Um, So that like that whole strategy uh, you just laid out doesn't even seem like the devs were like, well, let's force them to buy shit early so they could save. That's just a way that somebody figured out how to beat the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And like the other thing is like one of the classes is so overpowered when it comes to that. Like, so for example, Leslie was playing the herbalist and one of her, like the, that the herbalist is passive is called, um, it's called, uh, it's just herb gathering. That's what it is. And what they can do, what she can do is just find healing herbs and all other kinds of herbs just randomly. And she can just find like the 217 gold herb whenever she, like whenever she wants. Mm. And like it, it's awesome. It really does help at the end of the game, but uh, it, I mean, it helps all throughout the game. But like I said, at the end of the game, we just walk through it. Um, hmm. One thing I will say is that this game online, like on YouTube, has like no guides, hmm. has like no fucking help. Like I looked up like on YouTube, like, Ways to beat for the king, how to do the last fight, like all this other stuff. Nothing. You should make one, dude. Like top top ten things you need to know going into. And, well, well, the thing is, like, I did find like one or two, and they're all like two years old. When there's like no information about the new shit, I'm like, this doesn't cover anything about some of the new herbs, some of the new like, some of the new disease, and like all that other stuff. So I think I might actually. Now that you mention it, I was gonna say a deep dive yeah. with some Nick time, dude. There you ten, go. Oh, ten geez. weird tricks that the devs hate, and they can't stop you. <laughs> Your mom doesn't tell you this while you play for the king. <laughs> this is how you. Yeah. The saddest part is we beat it on the easiest difficulty, though. Hmm. Oh, I'm just gonna erase erase that whole part. Let's edit that out, Christian. It doesn't count anymore. He <laughs> was there for the But story. we were having trouble like even beating it on the easiest difficulty before, so hmm. yeah. Days, you're playing some more demio. I played a lot of fucking demio this week. This is the game I played the most uh this week, and it was it was super cool. In the beginning of the week I played a lot of the VR side of this game. Uh-huh. And then this weekend I on Saturday I think I played like I want to say 5 or 6 hours straight of just the PC edition. So Demio has like a a dual thing. They have 
a VR version of this game and they have a PC edition of this game. And so um, I do think that the PC edition is just kind of easier to maneuver around and play. And it's wonderful, but the VR is just cool. I bought the VR one, and it actually came with the PC edition. Um, And so I have both. I can easily flip from one to the other. Um, I will say it seems a little elusive, the way that the developers released it on Steam. Some people that I was talking to, like they, they couldn't find the ability to have both. They had to uh-huh. buy one or the other, whereas I definitely only paid for one. You did it by accident? Well, I bought it earlier before they released the PC oh, edition. Okay. I bought the VR one, and then it just came with the PC edition. Oh, but I then, see. I mean, I like I bought two people this game, and I bought it as a bundle where it came with both. So I don't know if on Steam they're showing, if they're still showing a bundle, because like, there was definitely a bundle that you could buy where you got both the VR one and the PC edition and the soundtrack, and it was the same price. Like, come on, guys. Don't be Yeah, greedy. right there. The Buy Demio Together collection. Yeah. Right there. You get you get both of them. Oh, it is 30 bucks. I bet and... you it got mixed up because it was a gift. I bet you somehow there was, a, there was an error in sending both things. No, well, no. no I I bought bundles for friends. And did so, it work? Yeah, and it worked. Oh, and so okay. I'm looking at a bundle right now. I think just the person I was talking to was a little confused, but um, this game is I I absolutely fucking love this game, both in VR and just the PC edition of it. This game is bringing me back to like playing D and D with your friends. I mean, when I was playing with Tag Laurel, we were getting like he was getting really into like role playing his character, and it was just it's like such a blast. Each each way that you play, depending on the kind of character, whether you go with the archer or the bard or the uh, paladin, like obviously you're going to be playing things a bit differently. You get cards over time while you're playing. There's a lot of strategy in this this game too which i really love because you can use the environment to help like you can destroy a gas lamp that will cause uh toxic gas that will do one damage to especially the lesser beasts so you don't even have to focus on them it's like a wonderful cc for them and they'll just die in like a turn or two as a bard you've got to be really weary and pay attention to like who you're buffing and kind of have a rotation for who you're gonna buff because those buffs are incredibly important because they allow your party members to do one more damage and take one less damage so like they don't even get affected by those gas lamps and those other various things and like the weaker enemies like rats and spiders won't even really do damage to them because they're doing maybe one damage but you're buffed so you're good so the bard is definitely i think one of the most important characters you could have because yeah it's the full support but it is a little difficult or just a different play style like you could view it as boring or or not like because it is less action you got to be in the back and you gotta like i had a rotation down where i was like okay i buff this person then this person then that person and that rotation based on turns so that's three turns that i'm using up one action when i only get two so it's like things to keep in mind with that, but this yeah, you're game playing is a strategy fun, game dude. as the bard. It's what like it's strategy. It's yeah. yeah. It's 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 Which a lot more. Too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just it's very different than like the paladin or the archer. The archers are fantastic. Like I'm just gonna shoot and destroy everything. Kind of a kind of a play. But this game is so much fun. My only complaint is I wish I could have like six or eight people play. It's four. Play- so it's four, four players, and how many classes are there? Four players, and I believe there's five classes. Okay, what are the other two you haven't mentioned? So your classes are there's Paladin, there's Bard, there's a Thief, there's Archer, there's Wizard. That's what I think. Yeah. 
Nice. Yeah, that's all of them. Yeah. The goddamn. Okay, this and is they're fun. fun. You, this you game is really cool. Yeah, like because you you can so at the end of the game, uh, at the end of each, you have three books right now that you can go through, kind of like D and D. There's like the sarcophagus one with like this crazy creepy elven queen as a boss the second one is realm of like the rat king or something big rat king third one i have not played uh because they do get more difficult like the first book is definitely easier than the second book um you i have don't to beat the second book to unlock the third or no you, just you can have just join it? in whatever one you want i just you can feel that i think book one is the easiest you know um but what you do is you have to go through three levels of dungeons to get to the boss and then once you beat the boss, then you beat the book. All right. Which is cool. And what's amazing is that a lot of the things stack. So, like, if you had, like, a strength potion um, or a movement potion and you did that in the very first level of the dungeon, that sticks with you all the way to the end of the book, which is awesome because then you can buy strength hmm. potions, which give you, like, a plus one to all of your attacks. Well, with melee. So you would want to give that to, like, the paladin or even the archer. But how do you get those outside it. of the game that you have them? So each time you finish a dungeon and you go on to, like, the next one, you can actually you meet up with, like, a trader and you can buy or sell oh, okay. cards. And there's actually, like, a little way to kind of cheat. Uh, and cheese, if you guys want to uh, hear it. I don't know if I want to... Uh, you know what? If you're interested in being a little cheater, Peter, you can uh, DM me, <laughs> and I will let you know what the little secret is of how you can stack these strength potions that is, like, fantastic. Uh, but I don't want to spoil or ruin it for people who maybe want to explore the game for the first time. The question is, would you, would you play a book that you've already beat again? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Loved it. I've already I've replayed book one so many goddamn oh, times. Shit. It's awesome. It's yeah. a lot of fun. It's like Fort, I, Fort Joy. Yeah. Like you keep playing it over and over. Yeah, it's, it's so just like Fort Joy with with uh, Divinity Original Sin 2. And for me, it was so special. I think on Saturday I played with some of my closest group of friends and a few of them I've played a lot of Divinity Original Sin 2 with. So it was just like, it was wonderful because we all just groove, right? get back yeah. into the groove of not even really have to talk about our strategy. Everybody's just kind of on the same page, which... Is always so nice, but yeah, this game's fantastic. It definitely makes me feel like I'm in a tabletop thing, and it's fun in VR too because you can zoom in and like you're physically picking up everything. And I almost felt like I was like playing Yu Gi Oh for a minute because like to look at your cards at the <laughs> bottom, like what you're seeing on the screen, you actually have to flip your hand over in VR, and it has all of the cards that are showing up, right? Like hovering over your hand, like it was Yu Gi Oh. You know what I mean? With the like. <laughs> You know what I'm saying. And so then you have to pick up the card and actually, like, you know, use it, which I thought it was really fun and really cool. But I'm thankful that this game actually has both options. And I think it's worth having both because I went out Friday night. I went partying. I was a little too hungover Saturday. And there is no way in hell I would have been able to play 30 minutes of this game in VR. But since they had the PC edition, I was able to play like five hours of this game and keep playing. And it was wonderful. So I definitely recommend it. Nice. Looks fun as shit, man. It's awesome. Can't believe there's only really 37 reviews of this game. That's weird. Am I reading that right? 37 reviews? Yeah. I mean, they're all yeah, very positive, but it uh, doesn't seem like enough considering how much I've been hearing about this game. Well, this one is the PC edition, and it technically came out three days ago, so I don't think they've had enough time for just the uh, PC edition. Oh, okay. Oh, no, you are looking at the VR one, I think. See, that's what's, I think, kind of confusing, though, is that they released the VR, and then I think they got such positive stuff with it that they wanted to make a PC edition as well, but since they launched them separately, it's it's causing, uh, to me, it seems a little more confusing 
the nod of like which one did I select? Because yeah, see, as you're looking at the screen right now, you have Demio PC Edition and Demio, and they're both thirty dollars. And it looks like you have them separate. But if you select on the PC Edition one, you can buy the Demio Together Collection, which is the bundle that comes with both VR and the hmm. PC Edition. I feel I like that could be more clear. You, yeah, I agree. You, you can't even buy just one of the editions anymore. There's oh, now they just option. force you to buy them together. Well, that's good yeah. at least because it is a little, as we just were looking at, it is a little confusing being like, well, which one do I buy? And you don't want to accidentally buy VR if you can't even have VR. But it looks like they won't even let you. You're getting both. So that's good. But yeah, the PC edition is non-VR and it is just as fun as VR. It's just cool in VR. You know, there's that kind of element where when you can physically pick up the little figurines and stare at the detail and the work on them, like that's just very fun, you know, of course. But it is really fantastic uh, just having the PC edition as well. I, I didn't feel like it was any kind of a downgrade or loss going from VR to PC or vice versa. I think they're both mm-hmm. wonderful in their own right. Good shit. Yeah, like I said, I'm sold. Pretty awesome. Yeah, it's a cool game. All right. Well, before we get into listener questions, let's shout out our subscriber, Recycled, 44 months. Hey, now. Thanks, buddy. He's definitely in the lead here with the subscriptions, and we can always track how long we've been streaming based on how many... How many consecutive months he's subscribed for? That's no pressure, Recycled. Yeah, but keep can. subscribing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like the rings on our tree, dude. Yeah. yeah. That's how we so. They won't know how old they are if you if you stop subscribing. So please, <laughs> please don't stop. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Hilarious. We've got some questions. Uh, first one comes from Warconius. He says, Elden Ring is a commercial and critical success, but is it actually an amazing game or is it just a different type of game? That people have been craving. It reminds me of everyone's reaction to Breath of the Wild, which seemed to get a way more praise than I would expect after playing it. I will agree about the part where, uh, like, I didn't get Breath of the Wild. I, I don't understand it. Um, but I've talked to my friends after uh, playing Elden Ring, and everybody's just like, it's just so good. We're talking like one of the greatest games of all time. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I, what people are saying. I hear that, but I also feel like those people say that about every From Software game. Like they yeah. said it about Sekiro, they'll say it about uh, the next one. So, but doesn't I don't that? But maybe as, we should listen to someone, someone who actually as played someone it. Who's, <laughs> yeah, as someone who's played all the From Software games, man, is this one different? Um, I, 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 I didn't like Bloodborne that much, although it's good. I didn't like Dark Souls 2. Dark Souls 3 was great. Dark Souls 1, obviously, super good. Demon Souls was boo-boo. Um, like, the, this game, what Warconius is saying, it, it's a mixture of what he's saying about both things. It's striking exactly when it needs to, and it's also just a really good fucking game. Like, I, I'll give it that. Like, does it deserve the score it has right now? Yeah. Is it the greatest game of all time? No. Is it in my top five? Yeah, definitely. And that so. and you've played a lot of games, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Um, but it's good to see that From Software is getting better every game they put out. Like, if you probably look at their Metacritics, um, it's probably been on an upslope throughout. No? Or some... Yeah. And, and what's even crazier is, like... <laughs> 
it, and this is going to sound really weird. Like ever since people saw that George R. R. Martin's name was on this, other authors are like, well, I want to be part of film software games now. And like, it's, it's really weird. Like people have been talking about it on Reddit and it's just like the more, the, the better that they do, the more shit that's going to come out and like, and they're not going to stop. Like there's just going to be more from software games and they're going to be exactly what they are. And people are not going to get tired of them because they're, they're good games. So I I'd talked love to, to see the Mistborn series get like re-envisioned into a, a video game. They've already announced Bloodborne 2. And the fact that like Bloodborne 1 was such a commercial success, like let's like I, I highly doubt that Bloodborne 2 is going to suck. So, yeah. you know, uh, we'll so see. I've heard two things because, you know, this is bringing all the boys to the yard. So like a lot of new <laughs> people are playing it right for the first time, like a Souls game. So some people are going up to the first mob, getting destroyed in one hit, and just like, this is not for me. I freaking hate it. And then on the other side, um, uh, Fastidious was telling me that, like, yeah, I'm not good at these games, uh, but this game lets you grind to a level where you're so far superior to whatever you're fighting that, you know, it levels the playing field. Yeah, you got to work harder, but that's an option for those who aren't, you know, mega talents at these kind of games. That's good. <laughs> oh, so, and yeah. the grind is fun. It's fuck. <clears throat> hmm. <laughs> yeah. So the, one of the first things that's in the game, right, is like at, right after you get out of the starting zone is like this this dude on a horse who's like decked out in gold armor and he literally can just kill no matter what class you have just kills you in one hit. <laughs> so what do you do? And, just avoid him? Till later. Yeah, you just you just walk around him. Like you can just you the area is so big you can just go around him no matter what. And and, and it's the game telling you you should. <laughs> like you should Yeah. You you sh- like it's conditioning is, you. You respawn ten feet from where you died. Uh, and it's like, hey, this is a learning experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walk around. <laughs> And the thing is, like, the people that play Call of Duty and that, like, instant need their gratification and their, like, slot machine win right away are like, this is stupid. I just died. And then when they, like, they get a hit on him and they realize they take away, like, one thirtieth of his fucking health and they, they, and they keep bashing their head against the wall. They're like, this is fucking dumb. And then they don't want to play the game anymore. They think the game's fucking terrible. But yeah. when they realize, oh, if I go 50 feet the other direction and there's this nice little dungeon where I can face a boss that is actually, you know, your level and the enemies your level and have a good time. Yeah. It's a great fucking game. It's just people are like people's mushy ass brains nowadays are so used to fucking <laughs> mobile games and instant gratification. They don't, they don't know how to play like normal ass games. Kids these days. Kids these days. <laughs> God it's not even dang. kids. That was it's such like, a cane shaking wow. moment, dude. Yeah, and they won't stay off the goddamn lawn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just mowed it. They yeah, really won't. Fucking right. mushy Speaking bastards. of uh, heading off of the lawn, I'm going to bring us back a little bit. Because once again, guys, uh, <laughs> we've got the game of the week we did not talk about. We were jumping into oh, yeah. uh, the listener questions. Were we talking about it this week? Chris, yeah. we were. Well, we all played it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, we all play played it. it. Yeah, but I... I was hoping to have more time with it, but I could talk about it. I mean, you can still play I it. I can talk about it. I played it. Um, I liked it a lot. Chris, we should change. Put Game of the Week. You know, let's, let's restructure this so that we this doesn't keep happening. 
But give me the week at the bottom or something. I don't know. You know? Anyway, uh, I'm going to start off with uh, talking about it because I got a lot to say about it. I played it a lot today and yesterday as well. Um, I like this. This brought me back to Doom. Like oh, the, the original game is Doom. Nightmare Reaper, we should say. Oh, oh yeah, that's Nightmare right. Reaper. The game yeah, is yeah, Nightmare yeah. Reaper. That. Yeah, and I think it's neat. It's like, uh, you know, you are a woman in a insane asylum, and every time you go to bed, you complete a dungeon. But like I said, the graphics and a lot of it feels or brings me back to Doom, and I like that there are different kind of enemies, different kind of creatures. I like some of the... Um, I don't know. I like the game a lot. I like the different weapons. That's pretty fun. I was running around with a chainsaw and killing stuff. And it's just, it's cool because if you die, you get brought back to um, your room in the insane asylum. Or if you complete the level, you also get brought back. And I really appreciated that every time you went back to the room, something was different. This is a little different. There might be like some graffiti on the wall or actually one of the things I remember, it was like how crazy clean and organized everything was after once. Like it was like one time where it was a complete mess and disarray. And then the next time it was completely clear and clean and, you know, a nice little do a little shout out because I had a very proud moment here. We got uh, when you wake up from your bed, you can see this note on the side of the wall right next to the bed and that's where they give the thanks and you can see Sniper. Sniper's name is in there as the hey, research developer. Yep. So he had a little bit of a hand in this game. Well, what did you think Pretty Sniper awesome. Cena's? Yeah, what was your involvement too with everything? What does that even mean a research? And researcher? can you be honest without people slitting your throat? Uh, since this is a solo dev and yeah. we worked with him and he loves us, I feel like I can talk a little bit more about it. Basically, what we do when we try to market the game, what I'm doing research on is like, what games is this like? Who has reviewed games like this? And make sure that they see that this game is coming out and really make sure that they that they play it. So that's like streamers, YouTubers and and press. And uh, but on this in this case, we did a lot more like I did a whole Steam analysis, went into the data in the back end because it was actually top eight on steam top eight best selling when it released which was like really fucking awesome for a one-man studio like that that's pretty sick yeah Um, so it kind of blew the expectations out of the water that we had because once you're on the front page i mean it's just smooth sailing from there like you're you're getting like a million views a day easily absolutely Um, yeah it was fun my coworker made the trailer um uh, I, i don't know I, I love this whole experience. I love being on that little wall. It was, it was pretty sick. That's awesome, man. Congratulations on that. What? Yeah, I love seeing um, you on the wall, dude. And with overwhelmingly uh, oh. positive reviews and everything. <clears throat> yeah, this just was released so. in the end of March, and it looks like it's just it's taken off, which is good. Fuck yeah. Just so you so, know, everybody knows, we don't get any compensation for any of this. Uh, Chris might be like, hey, I got a couple copies or whatever, and that'll be the, the most of it. Um, and, yeah. but luckily this time it was fucking awesome. Um, I had a really good time with it. Um, I played probably six hours straight on my first sit through. I haven't gone back to it, but it, you know, um, I died once in the first level and then, uh, my next run was like three hours without dying. So nice. I went fucking far. Um, I was nice. streaming it too. People were watching it and, um, uh, the amount of guns, Oh my god! It's so many weapons oh, yeah. in general. There's a fucking bolter in the gun in the game, yeah, like the, a fucking warhammer bolter. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. There's also um, there's a Pokemon ball type thing where you capture creatures 
and then you throw it out again and then you have you know it's a saved version of so it fights for you that same thing that you captured um there are uh spell books where you can you know and everything has their alternate fire so you have the whatever the spread shot and then you have the charge shot and um or you have aim down sights uh, i still think the the rifle is one of one of the best guns uh mm-hmm. because there's actually um there is hit detection so uh headshots actually do more which i don't think is true for like old doom games is that true bobby right no, no. i think the first time no. i ever saw headshots was on marathon but I yeah know, maybe some game did it before then so it totally works on this game um they're it's funny because it's so simple right they're like it's these uh one d there's no depth to, to these things they're like paper paper cutouts coming at you right and they can still scare you and they can still seem like they have strategy even though they yeah. they don't the ai is just like go forward and run your script but you know there's levels i got to this level where it's all verticality where there's it's jump pads and and levers and like um uh, platforms that go up when you pull the lever that kind of stuff it's all vertical so you're fighting things and everything's bouncing up and down on these jump pads and you think you cleared something, and then next thing you know, you got something right in your face, like uh, or right behind you, and you had no idea. And it seems like they're they're uh, they're. It's just that like there's so many bad guys that they seem clever, but really it's just random rolls of the dice, and fucking sometimes they sneak up on you, and it's crazy shit. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess we haven't talked about the uh, little mini games that they have on the uh, ds on the nintendo ds that yeah you, that's your main that you it's your main menu yeah so your yeah. skill tree not only do you have to buy the skill you also have to play this like mini mario game and get as many coins as you can and then pass the level uh, it's like a mario clone like a real dumbed down mario clone mm-hmm. yeah it even has the little mini map that looks very similar to mario 3 and mario 3 yeah move around yeah. to the different levels and yeah they're just little platforming yeah, and Levels you know too. they're what thirty seconds long, I guess, maybe something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably around there. Yeah, it just breaks up the tension of all the blood and gore, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah it's relaxing. I was kind of, I was neutral on that part. I, I wasn't like, oh, this is great, and I wasn't like, this is stupid. Although uh, the second one, did you guys play the Pokemon game? No, I did not. Okay, so you don't play this one anymore. And you go to uh, this Pokemon game, and you start playing this Pokemon game. And um, I did not like it at all, because I've never played a Pokemon game, and it, it just wasn't for me. And you, I couldn't get skill points anymore, and I had nowhere to dump my gold. So I had like a million gold. Mm-hmm. Maybe I was doing something wrong, but yeah, I was stuck. Instead of doing that, I was stuck in this um, this Pokemon game. But what would you guys think? I loved it. I I, lo- I liked it a lot. Unfortunately, I probably won't finish the game. Um, I, I I enjoyed it a lot. I I love the mechanic of being able to choose a gun to keep to the next level. Yeah. I found a fucking blue bazooka on the third level, and I just kept that bitch for so long. Yeah. It was so useful. I love how the alternate fire for the bazooka is you just hold it like a bat and just whack something <laughs> with it. It's so funny. Oh man, yeah, yeah. I like how they get the weapons in this because you know a problem with a lot of these old uh, boomer shooters is there's um, 
there's a hierarchy to the weapons. So you start out with your fists and then you get a pistol and then you eventually find a shotgun or an assault rifle. But, you know, once you find that pistol, you never use the fists again. Once you find that assault rifle or shotgun, you never use the pistol again. And other modern games have tried to compensate for this. Like, oh, well, you can uh, spec up your pistol. You can put, uh, you have like a talent tree for your weapon so you can make the pistol, pistol super uh, powerful and it becomes viable late game. Um, but what this game does is you start each level and you find a weapon and you can hold on, you find a bunch of weapons and you can hold on to two of them. Uh, and then at the end of the level, you just get to pick one that you can take with you to the next level. So every single level is like its own little mini roguelike. Like you need Mm -hmm. to, um, get more weapons and become stronger there. Uh, but you can always carry one over, but that kind of prevent, and these weapons, we should say they aren't they have some real zany stuff here. I think I saw one that was like, uh, I don't know if it was supposed to be the lament configuration from Hellraiser. It's like a little box you throw out there. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they also have like, this is a level one or a level two, or this one has this buff on it or that stat. Rarities or something. too. Yeah. Yeah. Rarities. So, um, there's also like uh, kind of like a little gambling, uh, to it as well. Like you could get lucky and get something really good there. Um, and that, that really, that solves that problem of, you know, moving from the pistol to the shotgun, to the assault rifle, to the rocket launcher, to the plasma rifle, you know, that some of these other games have. Yeah. Cause you might get a blue, f- uh, a blue pistol that's better than your white mm-hmm. laser rifle. Yeah. Um, and they handle ammo in a pretty simple way too. I think there's two or three different kinds of ammo. Maybe three. Yeah. Maybe three. Yeah. Uh, but so the. The blue bazooka I had, uh, Nick, was a legendary uh, dagger. And the daggers don't run out of ammo when you right-click yep. them. Just throw the, the dagger. Lucky bastard. Yeah. And um, so the the doctor shows up every once in a while. Remember, you're, mm-hmm. a, you're, you're a crazy person or whatever. And so um, you're also reading the doctor's notes and about you. And so every time you beat a level, you get a little bit more. Uh, I mean, a tiny bit more information. It's like, I saw the patient today. And then... You don't get any more until the next part. The next day, he's like, I don't know why <coughs> nobody picked this patient up. I guess it's just me. And you're like, okay, that told me nothing. But yeah. Yeah. It'll but be it, it's like, cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, was it going to Oh, the doctor comes into the game. He's in the game sometimes. Yeah. He, he's like faceless, though. He's faceless. It's like mm-hmm. all uh, whatever, like. You know, it's like with, wavy. Yeah. And um, he makes weird noise. It does not sound like a doctor. He sounds like a whale. No, like, uh, he like, sounds like a demon. Yeah, like a demon. And then you go up to him, and you can pay him a lot of money, and he will erase one of the buffs on one of your weapons and put a new one on, uh, a random one. So that legendary one, I kept working on it, working on it, until, you know, I had a fine, my dagger was a finely tuned katana. And, yeah, I would just fucking shit up with that thing. It was It was great. Uh, now, I haven't made it as far as you. Is this a straight roguelike where you are eventually going to die? Like maybe there's an end boss, but uh, or can you actually continue after you die? You can continue. So no, you continue. You, you continue when you die. Level. You just go. You just start your current level that you're on. You just get transported back into the the uh, the fucking the room. patient room, yeah. and then you just you just go back to the level that you died on. 
I so actually really okay. kind of like how they do the transition too when you die, because like I love that you kind of get beat up and you see like in your bottom left corner like your face and how you're doing, and you get yeah. more beat up. Kind of like, doom, doom was similar, yeah. exactly, yeah. But then when you die, like you look at your hands and there's just blood everywhere, and then you just see blood everywhere, and you get transported back to your patient room with like the blood that slowly then disappears from what you're looking at. And I just I think that that's such a neat transition to like resetting the level, you know. And have you guys um, progressed inside the asylum at all? Have you no, been out of your room? I have not. No. no. All right. I'll leave that. I'll leave that right there. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, good. Um, like uh, when I come back, I, I, I don't like if I was on world three, four, I, I don't think you start up on three, four. You might be on three, zero, Bobby, or three, one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then you go from there. But yeah, you don't have to start from world one anymore. Okay, so there are checkpoints. It's yeah, not like a straight so. up roguelike. Yeah, so I'm a fan for sure. I'm Strong a fan recommendation. Too. And there's a demo out right now, so if you're on the fence about it, go try the demo yourself. It's it's fun. I definitely like it. At the very beginning, there were some legibility issues because the graphics are so low grade that, like, I was like, I don't know what that is. It looks like a hamburger. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but as you play the game, you're like, oh, okay, I know what this is now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, cool. There's so many fucking mobs, man. Yeah. But oh, yeah, almost all of them too. drop at least one health point. So it's kind of like a there's a little balance of a game going on. Like, can I kill more of them than than I have hit points so that I can get up to back to to a hundred? It's uh yeah, it's mm-hmm. good. Whoa, is that the lady? Yeah, I didn't realize that one of them had a shotgun. Like the the mob itself had a shotgun. And so like I'm like walking up to him with like a claymore. <laughs> And then he just shoots me with a goddamn shotgun, and I'm like, "There goes eighty of my health." It's <laughs> like, dude, he hit me like a truck. I was like, "What the fuck was that?" Funny. It was nuts. Yep. Uh, cool. I'm glad uh, this is one of the better uh, ones that we've had. We all agree. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. a good one. Yeah. Thank you, sniper. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. All right. Back to listener questions. Boy, we've got a lot from Warconius this week. Uh, he asks, what's the best game so far for PC 2022? Nightmare Reaper. No. Um, is Inscription from this year? I would say Inscription, easily. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Elden Ring. Yeah. For me, it's Demio. I don't, have I played any games from 2022? <laughs> Oh uh, God, I'm always so terrible at these. Yeah, it, I don't know. <laughs> it'll probably be Lego once you play it. Lego Star Wars. Yeah, yeah because it's the only game I played from yeah. 2022. Ah. I guess I have played Nightmare Reaper, so that is from 2022. So there you go. Yep. All right. He also nice. asks, based on your birth month, you are now the owner of one of these gaming publishers. What will you change or have them do? So we've got a graphic here, and each month is lined up with a game publisher. I didn't know what mine was. Spike Chunsoft. I don't know what that is or what they make. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> right. Well, you my guys? being Namco. Oh, like... my company. My company's Babylon's. The company that made Babylon's Fall, which is like, like, uh, yeah, it's not a good time. It's like that game. The company that made like, they make Bayonetta and some other games. Oh. And, uh, yeah. No, not my. Not my. Uh, I'd uh, I'd stop all production and start making some cool cool games. I guess <laughs> you'd probably make some of the games that my birth month would make. You know, like things like you've mentioned before, Elden Ring. I don't think they need to change a damn fucking thing. They seem to be uh, killing it. So uh, from software. So what? Who'd well, you the get? Bandai Namco. They're the oh. ones. Yeah. 
I thought they I thought they made Elden Ring. No, from software did. Right? From software does. Yeah, it's June. Oh. Well, I don't know shit then. Huh. I don't know. <laughs> I I can't remember uh <laughs> Oh, poor work. This this question flopped. Because <laughs> <laughs> essentially we don't we don't well. know our publishers. So you know what though? I'm not I'm not going to change a damn thing. Because in the notion of an Aries Aries time like March, they're doing great. I there don't know go. what they're making, but they're doing great. Bobby, would you get? <laughs> I don't know. I uh, it, I can't even read what that says there, and it's got a bunch they of anime. Another anime studio. Yeah, bunch of, there's a Dragon Ball Z guy there. Bunch of other shit. All yeah. right, well, legibility. I guess <laughs> everybody's just making anime these days. Yeah, yeah. you're born in April. Uh, yeah, birthday's coming up then, huh? <laughs> it is. When is your birthday? <laughs> Uh, my birthday is on the 24th of April. Nice. Heck yeah, we're going to yeah. do something. I don't know. Well, I'm actually going to be working on my birthday, so that'll be exciting. But Isn't that like the most Bobby fucking statement in the world? Bro? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, next question from Saxos. Hey, can you all play Battle Brothers for two to six hours and talk about it? Uh, we, I definitely played this game uh, back when it came out. Um, it was strongly recommended to us uh, when it did. Uh, there was a lot micromanaging a small band of uh, combatants. Mm-hmm. It, that's all I remember. And yeah, I think it was like a roguelike. So, like, you send your troops out there, and like, if you get wiped out, you got to start all over, all over again. But yeah, it's a pretty hardcore strategy game, from what I remember. And I remember the people being like little, like Eggs. they had no feet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember the <laughs> graphics. But I, I looked on Steam. I have this game. The last time I played it was in 2017. So I do remember uh, checking it out. We probably talked about it on the podcast, but I'm sure the game has changed a lot since then. They're on version 1.5 now. So this game, every now and then I'll see someone on my Steam's uh, friends list playing this. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, Battle Brothers. I should check that out again. So maybe I will check this out this week. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. But this is definitely one of those games that I've always meant to go uh, go back to and check out. All right. What else we got? I believe that's it. Is that all our listener questions? No. Oh, no, we have more. Oh, where did no. these come from? Uh, Zap asks, <laughs> what's a game you love that everyone else seems to hate? <clears throat> Disco Elysium, uh, y'all don't want to read. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know Bobby liked it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, too much reading for me. Um, but reading is fundamental. What was but, that game that you were all about, <laughs> and then it was it, it disappeared? Um, the guys were flying in their little robot suits. Uh, why do you have to EA. be diminutive about the, the whole thing, dude? <laughs> Anthem, there it is. Oh, that is oh, so good yeah, because they were big robot suits. They were little robot suits. We're not talking like Gundam or anything here. I mean, these were like like uh, Iron Man type suits. That's yeah. the Anthem. Get your damn hands up. Yeah. I fucking loved it. I don't know what everybody's problem was. It was fucking awesome. I was Iron Man, and so were my friends, and nobody they were like, oh, this sucks. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> it was like game of the year, guys. Yeah. What? It's game of the year. I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah. Emilio starts putting his EA check in the back of his pocket. Yeah, it's yeah, game yeah. of the year, guys. 
Game of the year. Before it came oh out, my God, I was like, dude. This speaking game of, the year. of flops, uh, the other day, I do this every now and then. Like sometimes I'll just remember this and I'll go, I'll go do this. I'll see how many people are playing Artifact, that game by oh, Valve. Yeah. And I checked oh. the other day and it was like seven concurrent players. Oof. <laughs> oh, dude, that is, that is gnarly. Are they all bots? <laughs> Aren't they reworking on it? Reworking it? I think that was the plan, but I don't know if that's ever coming back. Like, I don't think you can really resurrect that. Um, God, if I, I, I didn't see these last two questions here, so I wasn't prepared for this, but there's definitely games out there that I love that everybody hates. Um, like most of them. Yeah, probably. <laughs> a lot of them. It's like everything I play, maybe. Um, but yeah, I cannot seem to think of one right now. Like I, I feel like I've answered this question before and I've had a really good answer, but I cannot remember i'm always playing like the the off-brand like whatever game you know it's like movas are huge everyone's playing lol or dota and i'm playing heroes of the storm like what yeah. the hell you know so <clears throat> yeah i'm always uh the odd man out everybody's playing counter-strike i'm playing day of defeat yeah sniper uh all my games are universally beloved because <laughs> my opinions are the best uh, whatever so, you gave game of the year to. What was it? Suzerain? Yes. Su- Suzerain? Yeah, Suzerain, yeah. Yeah, that, that was a very particular game, uh, <laughs> and it definitely deserved renowned acclaim as game of the year, so I'm happy it secured that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Adesia, you got one? Uh, I'm sticking with Disco Elysium. Oh, yeah, right, right. Y'all right, motherfuckers yeah, did not like that, and I am I am still salty about it <laughs> it's my 2019 game of the year <laughs> it was definitely good and it was original yeah sure. where did we give game of the year fucking apex oh apex <laughs> that's fucking horrible dude jesus god hey, that game's still good more people are playing apex than they are that game there you go yeah uh, but by that logic budweiser's the best beer dude because they sell true. more that's like yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Ten Apex players are like one Disco Elysium, you know. Yeah. 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 And it's like point two five Suzerain players. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Warconius has the last question here. April is NIS, Trails of Cold Steel, Disjaya, Disjaya. I've seen that before. I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh a JRPG publisher. Steam has gone from soft to full on hardcore. Could you ever see yourself playing any of these games? I don't think I understand understood much of that. I think, <laughs> I think, ta- I think, I think this is a porn game. I was going to say, I think he's talking no, about the- they're, they're Japanese games and we, we don't know Japanese games. Uh, we need a, we need a Japanese expert on, on the podcast here to call in. We do. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, and I've said it well, a bunch of times. I'm super over Japanese uh, content for the most Disgaea. part. Disgaea, okay. Yeah, I just you know I start playing a Japanese game and I'm like, it's all the same old tropes, and I don't know, I don't, and I don't enjoy those tropes either. So, um, yeah, I try to steer clear for the most part. It's just too set in your American ways. I am, man. I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick, you've kind of like grown out of it, right? As well, say. man. Kind of, I man. I used to, I used to be really into a lot of JRPGs and stuff like that. It's just there, a lot of them are fucking time sinks, man. Like really, really heavy. You're talking like two hundred and fifty hour plus games, and it's like, bro, I can only play like a pixel art game for so long. Yeah, like, and I can only listen to so many fucking anime noises for so long. Like they just announced Kingdom Hearts four today, and I'm like. I don't give a 
fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> like nah. they're, they're, and everybody's like, oh, the main character has normal sized feet. I'm like, cool, bro. Even though every time the camera switches to him, he goes, ah, or oh, or eh. It's a fucking <laughs> annoying. Like, why does everybody just sounds like they got poked? Like every time they look at him, why? It's uh, terrible. Uh, what system is Kingdom of uh, Hearts Four coming out on? I've never played I don't any know, of them, man. It's usually all of them now because, like, it's they lost, not lost, but I think they sold out so that like they're on all the. Uh, they're not exclusive anymore. Yeah, it's not. It used to be Nintendo, anymore. right? It used to be Nintendo. Mm-hmm. I've never played one. Okay, and, uh, Switch, PlayStation Four, Xbox One, and Windows. Right. Oh, Windows! What's nice. what's? Yeah, this one's more serious. Like they're all grown up because Kingdom Hearts Three was a fucking flop. Wait, I thought Kingdom Hearts was the one with like all the Disney characters. It is, it is. but the thing is now, now they get they're getting more serious. They're kind of pushing away the Disney characters, and then now bringing in more of the Final Fantasy characters. Oh, okay, I'm so less yeah. interested. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And um, for those who didn't know, Encanto is a fantastic fucking movie. I just said that. It is. We're going to Disney World in like two months. So nice. Yeah, nice. they're redoing It's a Small World. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Didn't it win Best Picture at the Oscars? Did it? I think I so. Know for best Animated. Oh. Picture. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sniper, I think it did. Um, you know that video I sent you of the like breakdown of the music? I ended up watching the breakdown of like the three main songs of that. And then I was like, I've done more research than actually watching this movie. Let me go sit down. And then I enjoyed it immensely more, probably more because I had seen the breakdowns from the songs, but dude, that guy, what's his name? Glenn Manuel Miranda. Yeah. He's telling a story within the songs through music without the lyrics. And then there's lyrics on top of that. So there's like, it's crazy, man. It's crazy what that yeah. guy's doing. He's working <laughs> the guy's on an so artist. Many There's a reason why he was on Broadway for like 11 years. And then I started driving my car or my girl's car, and you know, I got the kid in the back. It's the one time I don't play podcasts, and I, I go to the the fucking whatever nine three three, which is our like hot new whatever top top twenty, right? Fucking Encanto songs too, back to back. Just every time I'm in the goddamn. <laughs> I'm like, how good are these songs? I've never heard of a Disney song on the radio, and now they're playing two of them. And I look on the the Billboard charts. Yeah, they were like top ten. Yeah, it seems like it's everywhere. Yes. I, I do kind of want to check it out because if I'm not mistaken, you don't see a lot of uh, like Mexican movies, like a sp- or like Spanish oh. movies that um, that aren't just like day of the dead you know yeah yeah which so, was the last yeah. one yeah the, which was still was good coco yeah coco yeah. which is good but yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> dad's, it's like the one thing <laughs> i don't know my dad goes they're just copying coco <laughs> my dad you're just mad it's about colombians well, not Coco's mexicans. copying Calm everything down. else dude like anytime yeah. you see mexicans on a, in a movie it's always like day of the dead dude because yeah. <laughs> it's like the it's yeah, it's always it's a very like, cool and interesting thing about them but it's like there's a little more to uh the Mexicans and that, you know, yeah, uh, like murder, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but either cartels or Day of the Dead. That's what we make <laughs> Mexicans. Colombian, about, okay. right? So Colombian and right. tacos. Yeah, yeah uh, I knew it wasn't Mexican. I knew it was something else. Colombian. It's fucking incredible, man. It's so good. Hmm. Nice. All right. Um, so, what's everybody playing this week? And what is our? We decided on our game of the week to be uh, Weird West. I'm cool with Weird West, unless you guys want to play something else. 
Let's um, decide tomorrow. No, we yeah. got to choose someone to I decide. Got, I got a feeling it's going to be Weird West, but yeah, we'll we'll or talk about it on Discord. Ring. All right, yeah. All right. But what's everybody playing otherwise? Um, I want to keep plugging away at my uh, Steam Deck. Uh, I I want to play an RTS. Like, how do you? How is it going to be when I'm like you know highlighting a group of of characters? Like, uh, am I going to use my finger? Am I going to use the trackpad? Hmm. I don't know how that's going to oh, work. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, so I want to do that. Uh, besides that, I th- Weird West is calling to me more than anything else. So I'm kind of already going to play that. Um, that's it uh, for now. Banner Lord and For the King. For the King. All right. God, I got a lot to play, man. I want to play more Back for Blood. I got to play Deep Rock Galactic. Um, I want to check out the Lego Star Wars game. And, uh, yeah, probably Weird West and probably uh, more Nightmare Reaper. Cool, man. For me, nice. it's probably going to be Nightmare Reaper, Demio, and oh, Treasures of Nadia. <laughs> <laughs> that game always pulls me back. I am going to say. I need to uh, find what happens to Emily. <laughs> <laughs> probably right, at, right after this, I'm probably going to play Lego with, with Mila. Yeah. The it's, polar it's opposite time. of sounds good. Tales of Nadia. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think I still will end up getting Lego Star Wars on my Switch, especially for the flight to Vegas, so then I yeah. can kind of play some of that. Which, yeah. by the way, have you done that flight to Vegas? Yeah. I feel like it's the same as trying to go from uh, where my mom's at in Michigan to Chicago, which is like oh. under an hour, not even yeah, an it's hour. Under, so it's by quick. the, by the time you, you hit your up, apex, then you're, you're already going down. Going down. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's exactly how it is getting to Chicago so, if, in Michigan. Yeah. yeah, so it'll be a quick one. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Still enough Ooh, to yeah. get a little bit of a little zip zip zooming with my uh, lightsaber in, you know, you so go. that's good. And uh, the, uh, what do you call it, um, our, our airport's really easy, like. San Diego Airport. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's all right. The lady that uh, works at Delta was kind of a bitch, though. Yeah. <laughs> this is fine. Delta, dude. No, I don't know. I like Delta, but the lady was like, oh, I'm so sorry. You stood in line for so long. And I kind of said it as a joke. I was like, oh, it's a good test of patience. And then she was like, no, you were taking the place of somebody else that needed to be in this line. Whoa. I was like, oh, okay, bitch. Like, no. <laughs> Damn. But, yeah. She, she, might, old lady. she might be uh, <laughs> work for Delta, but she's the alpha cunt. Yeah, All right. Uh, anyway. Speaking for uh, Chris, Nick, Bobby, Amanda, and myself, um, Lego titties, everybody. They're a little boxy, and they got that little thing at the end. Nobody's got us equipped. Check out the DLGCon planning channel because I totally oh, yeah. fucked up talking about that. So did we. <laughs> Thanks for the fries. Thanks for the episode. <laughs> <laughs>